Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. What's our intro? <laughs> Do you have the note? <laughs> I forgot it. Wait, hold up. I think we're Hold one. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. You did it wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> We're back. Wait, hold on. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Clarabel A. Ortega. I'm Ryan LaSala, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get started, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Bad Author Pod on Twitter. Instagram, we're Bad Author Book Club, and you can find us on anchor.fm slash Bad Author Book Club. Yay! Oh, it's so good to be back! Yeah, so excited! So, hey guys, uh, I don't know if you can hear, but Clarabelle and I are sitting next to one another for this specific <laughs> recording, and it's not even noon, but we're... Already drinking. Already drinking, because we are bringing to you a double whammy return episode. Yeah, we're very excited, because these are... Some of the most deranged episodes that we've had, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Also, I'm debuting my lisp. <laughs> Bad Author Book Club, please welcome Grimes. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Elon, call me back. The children miss you. I love the lisp. I think it's actually really adorable. And Thank I know that's you. I know that's infantilizing and probably you're sick of hearing it. No, it's me, fine. But... I love it. I, I'm I'm trying to I'm in my transformation era, as mm-hmm. we've been saying. Yeah. So I have Braces currently. That's phase one. Yeah. Just phase one. Just, that, that's all. That's all. Get, I'm getting ready for T Dodd. <laughs> I'm ready to dance. But no, we've definitely been busy. So we, we thank our listeners for bearing with our pause, but you literally had a best selling book come out recently. Oh, so thank you. Yeah. I think we should take a moment to applaud that. Ooh, I mean, snaps, pretty, snaps yeah. for Witchling. So wherever you are in the world listening to the ABC, let's get, let's, let's give some flowers to Clarabelle. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you haven't gotten it yet, go get Witchlings. It's go everywhere, even in airports, as we saw today. I know. We've been bombarded by the, bombarded. By the news of it. And um, Ryan's also been very busy uh, yes. promoting his upcoming book, The Honeys, which we're really excited about. I'm very excited about it. If you haven't yet, Pre-order the honeys. It's going to come out in August. This is a BABC exclusive. The update just got moved again, but don't worry. It's not coming out much later. It's going to be, I think, it's like a little bit later in August. It's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so go support us, support our writing. And uh, while you're clicking through the internet searching for our books, we're going to tell you about the best book in the world. 
Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. The bestseller of our hearts. <laughs> the bestseller of our hearts. Okay, <laughs> so let us begin. Today's episode is chapters 33 and 34 of Modeland by Tyra Banks, The Mutant Music Monster, and then The Mad Woman of Modeland. Oh god. So I had like no. it okay. Because we took a little bit of a break, I think like Modeland sort of marinated in my brain mm-hmm. and I like miss it when I'm not reading it. And Very so, much so I was really excited to sit back down and to to read through this. And the second I sit, sat back that all of that shattered. And I yeah. was like, wait, this is terrible. It's imagine it's like, you know how they say like uh, people who go through labor, like their bodies emit like a hormone or something that sort of makes you forget makes it you so forget. that you want to have so another you, child. Yeah, this is how I feel with modeling. When I'm not reading it, I kind of forget the pain. I think Tyra impregnated us all with this <laughs> book, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. But it's very true. Like, I, I also think this this book is sort of like rotting my brain a little bit because there were moments where I was like, I actually really like this. And um, we're going to discuss that now. And I think it's going to surprise you maybe um oh, i can't wait to hear it. but thoughts. we're back on the pilgrimage and they are a mess honey they're like falling apart they've lost weight covered in bug bites and like and so it's like creamy miracle and then all the other people who are trying to like get into model land right for right. those of you who don't remember right. um right we hear all about yeah so they're we get this whole block of description and for just a quick refresher for anyone like who's thrown by the pause the the last thing that happened was the whole thing with desperata aging and then mm-hmm. the belladonna has this like spooky haunted house episode where she like warns a girl so we're getting another pov shift and i'm actually a little bit relieved it used to annoy me mm-hmm. jumping povs into like creamy and miracle but i actually really enjoy their chapters out because they're like me too funny and kooky and so... yeah they feel more they actually feel more like something's happening to me than in Tookie's chapters where it's mm-hmm. like another thing that happened right before we um took a break was that the lesbian pouch girls were sort of like how are we going to get out of here and their original plan was like climbing over the wall but then they saw what happened to desperata and they were like never mind and so they were sort of like threatened or they feel like they're going to die but they're also just like milling about they're and like not doing anything about right it. Yeah. and like trying to come up with a plan it doesn't seem very proactive to me but, but meanwhile creamy and miracle they have a goal yeah and there's something so refreshing about someone in model land having a thing that they're trying to do <laughs> right well when you think about it from the very beginning yeah. creamy has been doing things like she, she's been working yes. like she's, <laughs> she's fi- been working she's fighting with her husband maybe if you owned a business um so so she's she she's been working she she yeah. like her her a goal originally was to get miracle at t-dot and to like have that be a success mm-hmm. and like she's always had a goal in mind and like the moment that didn't work out she set off on the pilgrimage and mm-hmm. it's like it's a, it's more than I can say for what Tookie's done. He's just been <laughs> swept away the entire time. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. So, so, <laughs> so, tell us what happens. So, so we're we're here. We're we're finding out that they're all struggling. It's not going well, and Creamy just like suddenly announces that she's in control of the group. Um, Random. Just like out of nowhere. It's as if like us. The camera shows up, and she's like, "Oh, time to make my announcement." Like, there's nothing in the like. They're just walking, and Creamy turns and goes, I'm taking over. Right, literally. We're not exaggerating. (laughs) And, like, it would be one thing if, like, in the introduction, in, like, the exposition of, like, where they are now, if they had sort of explained that the leader, what was his name again? Kamada. Kamada was, like, 
not doing a good job or had them walking in circles. They're like, lost. Like, right? right like, yeah. a conversation like, we've passed this bush 12 times, Kamara. Some... I'm sick of it. I'm taking over. Just right. that. Even that. And you know what is infuriating? The next line could have actually been this. Because the next thing Creamy does is, like, I'm taking over. You know what? Because you've never even seen model and you never even set eyes on you've never even crossified isn't that right and kamada is this is we noticed this like right away when they were like at the very beginning when they meet him and he's like i'm an expert but we're like but hasn't no one ever done this successfully so how is he an expert creamy now points that out that right fiction. so we're i'm glad that she's pointing it out but like that could have been like the reason right like they're they're lost she points this out and then announces that she's taking over suddenly the conversation makes sense yeah i would have loved for creamy to sort of like have a moment of like oh okay this she's brilliant actually because like having her notice a few things maybe having her notice that they were lost having her maybe ask him a few questions that sort of like trapped him Mm. and then have creamy sort of like have make him admit it um Instead of just like having like that one line that was like really unsatisfying. Um, you know, this I guess this makes sense in terms of the last thing that we saw them doing, and now like weeks have passed, I guess. But it's the flute creepers. Remember the the plants that like yes. like ate the, the people mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I guess that did happen, and I guess creamy like used that to say like we're getting extra rations or something. Mm. I don't know. That sort of that's the only thing that presents as or like a preamble to this, but. We'll see in a second. There's a, something intriguing that happens yeah. between these two characters. Yeah. So to to keep keep the model and train moving. So Creamy takes over. She assumes leadership of this. And then Wait, they're also they're in zone two right now. Yeah, which is even worse than zone yeah, one. Yeah, it smells like rotten eggs, which right. I feel like is how Peppertown smelled, right? And yeah. there are like bones and half-eaten shoes, so right. There's, <laughs> they're favorite, in danger, my honey. My favorite description of this is: there was a leather jacket and it was full. Full, <laughs> yeah. Full. Of what? <laughs> Which means that someone was wearing a leather jacket. And they got like mauled by an animal, and like their hands, torso, and like head got eaten. But like they're just a full leather jacket. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that expression. Like it's, it's funny. Full. It's full. No. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up tonight screaming, dreaming of full leather jackets. But I hate it. Yeah, so we get we get you know kooky, crazy descriptions, and um, I don't know if this is important, but I'm just gonna mention it. Hunchy is still here. Who's like one of those like lizard people? Yeah. Um, and Hunchy, they're like, did we lose him? Hunchy like breaks through the brush, covered in blood, being like, boom, <laughs> we did it. I'm still here. You're never getting rid of me. We don't really know Hunchy's role yet, but I don't know. He keeps coming up. He's along for the ride. Creepy kooky. Creepy. <laughs> Um, and at one point there's like an interaction where like Kamada and Creamy have like I think some sexual tension something's happening something's happening something's happening because he calls her Mrs. De La Creme and she goes Ms. call me Ms. it's much fresher oh (laughs) Creamy is such a fucking weirdo something's going on with her but I love a woman with a goal and she's like she's like the Corella DeVille of this book she would be the head of an MLM if she were like she would be making money yeah hand over foot she instagram lives every she night she reminds me of the kind of ladies that worked in the school office oh my god you know like mysterious always sitting down like rude as fuck <laughs> to you when you came in like late or sick and they'd be like well what do you want and then like if you actually ask them for something they'd be so put out technically it was their job to get it yeah that's creepy she, creamy me. works at the dmv basically <laughs> yeah yeah big dmv energy big DMV no that's energy. any of our listeners that are listening from a dmv currently we love you but um but you probably know a creamy in real life 
Anyhow, what happened? We're like, so we're they're so, so they so they they decide that they're gonna go find a lake, right? Like oh, Kamada is like yeah. I know a lake we can go to that's yeah. beautiful, pristine, and we can get some we can like bathe, bathe and like and get stuff. water. Um, and so everyone's like, oh, thank God we smell. Yeah. Um, so everyone's really excited about that. Yeah. So they start making their way towards the lake, and. So Miracle is like time to get naked and get in the water and Creamy's like no let them go first and I'm like oh bitch she has yeah. a plan yeah also mind you it's a pristine lake like this is so out of place in this diabolical divide zone two or whatever and they're not suspicious at all despite walking by a campfire that has like long gone out surrounded by jawbones and like claw marks so clearly like some shit has gone down on the banks of this lake yeah they walk right by it and miracles like i want to go swimming and creamy's like no don't and then she gives kamada a reminding look, look. that made me laugh <laughs> a reminding look what is a reminding what look? is that what's your best reminding like mine would be like mine is like Oh, yeah, right. I'm pointing at my head. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, how do you remind someone just to look? So she gives him like a reminding look, and then he's like, "Oh, I hear the water is the like most beautiful at the center of the lake." Yeah, it's reserved for only the purest beauty. He says, "Right, right." And this girl, Jessamina or Jessamine, Jessamine, Jessamine or something. Or Jessamine. She's one of the people that's on the trip immediately is like well that's me not you harry and not you dancy like i'm because remember abigail's on the trip uh she like crawls like swims to the middle of the lake immediately before that we forgot one thing oh. like um jessamine or whatever calls um miracle a dumb whirling dervish dancing fool yeah and says i don't think i've ever met such an idiotic dimwit as you in my entire 14 years and um, Miracle doesn't know what's going on. There's not a thought behind her eyes, I'm sure. But Creamy gets upset mm -hmm. and she stiffens. So that's important. Yes. To okay. So it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, Kamada baits Jessamine into yeah. going to the center mm -hmm. of the lake. And then <laughs> the second this happened, I was like, oh no. Like all You're pandemonium is about to, to yeah. break loose. We, <laughs> this made me laugh. <laughs> the whole lake starts to bubble and Jessamine's like, a hot tub. Yeah, yeah, she's so excited. And then a thousand skulls bubble up from the lake and like surround Jessamine. And I'm like, these skulls, are they like paid actors? Like, what are they doing? Like that they were just they were all hanging out under the water and they're mm -hmm. like, all right, guys, time to go. All these thousands of skulls bubble up and they basically corral Jessamine into the middle. Form a performing a perfect circle. I actually love that part. <laughs> Why? Because I love the visual of it. I love the visual of just like something going across the lake, like whoosh, mm -hmm. like that, like bubbles. Mm -hmm. And then like, it might not make sense, but I feel like it's scary to it me. It is definitely scary. Um, and visually, I was just like, at least this is actually something that's like scary and interesting as opposed to like all the other shit in Model Land that's been sort of like trying to be scary but like yeah. so stupid that it wasn't like this actually worked for me well we it's also like, both have fear of like things in water right i'm afraid of whales yeah. so <laughs> yeah. but i don't know there's something about like a lake especially like still water mm -hmm. and like what like something that's like surrounded by like forest and i imagine it being like sort of 
uh, foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Tara didn't set the scene, this is all my brain doing the work for me. Yeah. Um, I really would have loved a little bit more of atmosphere, mm-hmm. but I feel like that could have been like, it, 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 it was for me like an interesting moment. I, I actually it. really liked it. In your, in, so I'm looking at your notes and I love that you just wrote, work yeah <laughs> like about the schools going yeah up. i loved it i was like okay tyra yeah um i do love yeah i mean meanwhile i'm like what was keeping the schools underwater in the first place <laughs> right it's <laughs> well, not the point of this at all right well i mean at this point like we have to like we have we've gone past the point of suspending belief right like <laughs> right. let's not hope for anything that's going to be coherent yeah. i think the most we can hope for is like Visuals and feelings. Visuals and feelings. We're about to have some visuals. We're and about to we're about to have some feelings. Yeah, of so. Feelings of death. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so so something it says something rose from the water. Um, also, Jessamine's mother is like at the perimeter. She's on the yeah, she's at the perimeter, but she is in the water as well. Yeah. Um, so a muck covered creature as tall as a giraffe, like gets up from the water and um it's made of dozens and dozens of human arms um and then its head is like a whole like collection of ancient instruments what is it with tyra and like musical like instrument gar- monsters? like garbage music yeah <laughs> it's um eyes are tubas its nose is an organ yeah so basically like its whole head is like made of musical instruments to make it look like this like scary looking monster yeah, right it's like teeth are symbols which <laughs> and jessamine screams pond monster <laughs> <laughs> which is like so a pond monster is a common enough thing to be yeah. noted by jessamine she's just screaming and this poor girl, it just picks her up. And you remember, first of all, she is 14. She's 14. Creamy has sent her to her death. Yes. Because the Oh, monster... there's a great line, too. Hold on. Where does Creamy say this? Okay, yeah. So she, so, so Jessamine is like in the middle of the pond. This is before the skulls. And Creamy goes, lights out, shining star. Oh, lights out, shining star is the funniest thing I've ever that's, heard in my life. Yeah, like that's before the, the skulls bubble. So like Creamy... Is like truly like get fucked like you called my daughter, daughter. Like, dervish like I'm gonna fucking kill you the now you monster. die and it's clear that Kamada like is in league with Creamy to like eliminate these girls yeah. somehow so um the monster takes a chunk of her torso like bites, bites her torso. through it Ooh. carefully leaving her arms yeah her mom is obviously. You know, really upset watching her <laughs> upset. literal child be, be killed in front of her eyes. Um, this is the most brutal death in Model N so far. Yeah. So, I mean, have we had other deaths? I think people have, like, oh, you know, well, someone, like, almost got killed by a zip zap. There was some gore there. But we've never other... seen someone die, I don't think. Yeah, these actually, right? maybe these are the first deaths. Oh my god. Well, they're, they're also pretty, they're pretty violent. Only yeah. took us 400 pages. So <laughs> her mom is trying to fight her, the monster, but obviously it's not going to work. And it eats the rest of Jessamine's body as well, leaving her arms. Just that's an important part. Yeah. Um, Hunchy's howling at the sky. We don't know why. Mina, is Mina her mother? Mina yeah, I think her Mina's mother. her mother. She tries to run away, but the pond monster basically eats her too, except yeah. for her arms. Yep. Um, and then I'm sorry, but I love this part. The monster takes their arms and puts them um, like on its, on like its head body. and 
the 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 arms all the human arms come to life and start to play the instruments on the monster's face that shit scared me i'm sorry but i loved that part i thought it was so that to me a monster with a head made of instruments and like human arms that are like playing the instruments like from its victims is what i was promised (laughs) who promised you this with the I feel like that's the perfect combination of sort of like kooky, weird, and yeah. scary that yeah. Modeland keeps threatening and never delivering. Yeah. Um yeah. it's always like disgusting. Yeah. And like the worst that's happened is someone ages a lot, right? <laughs> True. True. Um but this is sort of like the appropriate amount of sort of like oh shit mm-hmm. that I wish we would have had from the very beginning mm-hmm. because it raises the stakes so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this monster. I can fix him. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, and you know the other thing about this is that there's no point to this chapter at all. It's about to end, by the way, and right. well, the ending's actually really funny. But like, ultimately. It's just a gruesome death. However, it's a darling, but it's one that I also argue, like, gets to stay in the book. Like, I get why Tyra would have, like, argued to keep this pointless chapter in the book. Because it's it's interesting, and it is, I agree, like, one of the more, like, interesting, like, creatures that we've got to see. And the world building's kind of cool, and... I liked it as well. I was like, there's no point to this, but I do I do appreciate the drama. Yeah, it very much feels like a vignette. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we don't know what it's leading to because I feel like the groups are going to converge at some point. Like, Creamy, Creamy is yeah, going yeah. to meet up with Tookie and the lesbian pouch girls, I'm assuming. Right. Um, so the monster goes for Miracle next. Right. And then the stupidest thing happens, <laughs> and, which is... Creamy turns to the monster and says, touch, miracle, and you die. And the Very, monster listens. Yeah, the monster blinks. Blinks. It's tuba. It has tuba bells for eyes. Yeah, tuba, so the, bell, tuba's, tuba's, tuba's like, my twin sister. Yeah. <laughs> tuba bell. <laughs> I devoured her in the womb. Texas is coming from me. Now her arms play instruments. Yeah. Um, My God. Yeah. Instrument is my voice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So like, so creamy outright like like tells the monster like back off, stupid. (laughs) The monster. Okay. Yeah, the monster literally goes wah, 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 like with like a tuba sound. And I'm like, oh, Tyra, that was the joke that an instrument plays a tuba sound. It goes wah, wah. And like, Amazing. The After eating two people. Incredible. So good. And like, I, part of me just knows that this was simply Tyra showing that, that Creamy is like a badass, but part of me like wants there to be a reason for this. And we've floated the theory before that Creamy is a past model who escaped and that's why she's so wrinkly and uh, has clearly gone through the diabolical divide. I like would love the idea of like this monster being like her friend from like the past or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I would love there to have been like some pre-existing relationship. I can't imagine what's happening here because like I feel like every avenue my mind goes down in terms of like why Creamy could be going to model land comes up blank like has she done this before has she escaped because it was dangerous why would she want to go back if she's going back to save um tookie why did she want miracle to get 
in so badly. So like I'm I'm very confused. She's got she's got something to do at Model Land, and I feel like it's not what we're expecting. It's gonna be something left field. Because I anytime I have a theory, I feel like it's mostly me yearning for some of this to make sense, and I don't think it's ever gonna be that. Yeah, completely out of the blue. I feel like we're gonna get left at a cliffhanger, and we're both gonna be so mad. But um, so everyone's staring at Creamy, and they're like, who? was this woman um and she's just i don't know she's just this like powerful she's person a, who can control pond monsters uh, tuba, tuba blinking pond monsters and um yeah and, and creamy's like she's like fine and it says um well now creamy said as if she had just taken a refreshing shower the clock is ticking and we have some place to be shall we continue didn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah, two people just got devouring her. I'm also like, well, wait, okay, clearly you can like command the pond monster, like, you know, go ahead and take a take a break. You're not in any danger, clearly, yeah. if you can talk to this thing. Make it come with you and help you. I know, take it with you. Walk it. Um, um But that's the that's that's the end of chapter thirty three and right on to chapter thirty four. Okay, so chapter thirty four the Mad Woman of Modeland. The second I read this title, I was like, okay, here we go. More <laughs> CL. Yeah, but that's what I thought, and I, we were both we wrong. We were both wrong. So, uh, Tookie, I feel like Tookie's always either waking up or going to sleep, like <laughs> almost at the beginning of every... She's sleepwalking, going to sleep, waking up. Waking up. Something like that. Yeah. Like, she's like the only way Tyra knows how to start a Tookie chapter. <laughs> um, so she's thinking about how to, how to escape. They're impending death. Right. She's so scared of it. She can't fall asleep. It feels very... It's not convincing to me that they're afraid of dying. Um, obviously, they're, they're children and they're trapped at this school. But there's a way to sort of like... I feel like ramp up that tension where you actually feel like there is tension and they're trying to escape and they're trying to get out of there but they can't. Mm. I don't feel that at all like at all it just sort of feels like they're like farting around right 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 well also it doesn't help that like every time we check in with Tookie she's like it's been four days since this last scene and I, I assure you I've been stressed the entire time right we're never watching her like be stressed in the moment like I would show her in class not having done her homework getting in trouble like what are the real actual impacts of being like in peril right now? Right. We never actually see them in any real danger. We see them dealing with just the general kookiness of Model Land, but there's no actual like again, there's actually zero evidence. But uh, that anyone's trying to kill them. That anyone's trying to kill them, right? It's like, like they're afraid of the Belladonna and CL, but like what have they done to anybody? Like I feel like it would have been way more effective had they seen sort of like someone actually die at Model Land. Right. The only um, person who suffered repercussions is Desperada, Desperada for leaving. For, yeah. Right. So that's clearly not a safe thing to do. But right. yeah, we need people in Model Land being eaten by pond monsters. We need to yeah. actually see people having stuff done to them mm-hmm. so that the girls can say, that's going to happen to me. Yeah. I don't get to see any of that. Yeah, at all. It's, it's a shame. Zarpeza. 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 She wakes up and starts screaming. And like, at first it's like, oh, she's sort of sleepwalking and it sort of does feel like she is the whole time. I think she's having, a, she's having like a... Like a waking nightmare. This right. whole chapter, she is 
shouting about things in her past. It's clear that she's like dreaming or having, having some like sort of like flashbacks. flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she wakes up and what does she say? She's like, she's like, stay away from me, lady. You disgust me. Uh, she's waving her arms. I'm not hiding you anymore. So don't follow me or they'll find you. So we're learning. She's in her past hiding a person that like she's took, she took in like a refugee or something like that. Yeah. And she, the whole time she's yelling at her Lumiere. Yes. There's like, yeah, the Lumieres that remember are these like spotlights that shine onto people's faces at night to like rejuvenate them. Yeah. And, um, one of the flashbacks she has is like fighting for the dress before the day of discovery and, and and she fought Lizzie for it. Um so who do you think she's actually talking to? Like do you think it's Lizzie or do you think it's like like who who do you think well, Lizzie like, you, did know that Zarpesa was a dumpster diver in the right. beginning. But like what if there is actually someone in her Lumiere somehow like watching her, watching all the girls or something like that? I do think that it's a completely reasonable thing to think that the Lumiere has something sinister about it because so many things in Model Land turn out to be sinister that maybe this is the thing that's sort of giving her these like nightmares Mm. I don't think in real time she's actually being watched I think she's having like you know this is all in her flashback and yeah it's weird to me that she mentions hiding a woman then she talks about the dress which is a Lizzie related scene Mm -hmm. and then she goes if you would let Poppy handle everything we wouldn't be in this mess poppy from witchlings just kidding (laughs) so then tookie's like poppy handle everything was poppy zarpesa's father yes it's yes (laughs) yeah of course yeah there's no way that poppy's not zarpesa's dad so i feel like zarpesa is probably like yelling at like a family member maybe her mom or something like Mm -hmm. that and something has happened in zarpesa's we're learning slowly more about zarpesa yeah as she has this breakdown and also Everyone's watching. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's up out of bed, like, staring at Zarpesa, sprinting around the dormitory, having a breakdown. Yeah, and she, her her body begins contorting, it says. Um, and Tookie, like, says she wants to go soothe her, but then she's like, no, I can't. Okay. okay. No. So, I don't know what's going on. Zarpesa's, like, head and feet are, like going in different directions like she it's still all attached but it's like <laughs> she's looking in one direction and like running in another direction I love that you have to specify that Zarpesa's body parts are still well, attached because like someone could wake up and just be completely dismembered and bottles. right like possibility but she runs down the hallway and her Lumiere follows her like a snake in the rainforest who hadn't eaten for two months. I think that's the actual description. Yeah, and it also says stalked her hungrily, so I definitely think that the Lumiere is evil somehow because yeah, like now there I are think so too. yeah, there's no shades of like um sort of like foreshadowing or like red herrings really mm-hmm. in this book. If something is said, that's what it is. So right. the Lumiere I think um is bad. Um and it, so so she she runs out in the hallway and of Spinning. course this is like a criticism that you've pointed out many times that like everyone is there suddenly <laughs> like everyone yeah. it's like so she runs to like the kitchenette i think it, it yeah, is yeah she in the uncommon room <laughs> right <laughs> i forgot about the uncommon room incredible um <laughs> but then like everybody somehow is both standing right next to each other and watching everything happening and i'm like how but kitchenette is implies small Tiny, right but everyone how is everyone like, watching is, and, you know, once again like something happens and like, everyone's up out of bed <laughs> to watch the whole thing and Shiraz, 
of course, is in the scene. The one person that's not in the scene is Kamalini because she has her headphones in. So yeah. she actually doesn't wake up for this. Not important. But everyone else is watching. And Shiraz is like, oh my God, we're watching the mad woman of Model Land. So now Zarpesa is the mad woman of Model Land. And I was like, oh man, like, so this is just name calling. Yeah, like, just whatever. Name calling. He's going crazy. We're having this, like, breakdown. And she's in the kitchenette. And then I think she starts to, like, eat everything right yeah she's like i'm so hungry poppy um it's 6 p.m time for dumpster diet dinner um which is a completely un un zarpesa thing to say right someone who's so concerned with poshness would never be like i can't wait for my dumpster feast right (laughs) it's not like just because you have to search for food somewhere like a dumpster means that you're like talking about it in this way especially mm-hmm. like you said if you're as proud as Zarpisa, she probably does it quietly <laughs> yeah right like she's probably has some discretion, discretion some right? discretion and let's see chase is there she makes a comment about like oh like why would she need to dumpster dive like you know she she eats regular food not like those likey sisters who again have like disordered eating so they're like we don't have a problem but they say it and they're like broken quartet sort of tone and um and then chase sort of reiterates that like she's not a dumpster diver i know this because her family's like a billionaire yeah she's wealthy which is of course the illusion that zarpeza has sort of given to everyone at model land and i think someone's like well why don't you go help your friend like she's clearly freaking out and chase not such a good friend goes no I don't help crazy people. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Zarpeza's eyes are like rolling into the back of her head. What is happening? Is she having like an episode? Like, I don't know. I think that like she's just. This is a caricature of like a like a mad woman. I don't Tyra. think. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Tyra actually has like a plan when no. she's writing these things out, or <laughs> she's just sort of like writing whatever she feels, and she's like, "This is the next thing a crazy person would do." Right. Like, there's I'm, someone's about to be frothing at the mouth. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the door flings open and Dr. Erica speed skates past her. It's roller skate, roller skate footed Dr. Erica. Yes. Oh, I was so happy when this happened. I was like, they got, and I was like, someone at Model Ed did the right thing. They called the nurse. Like, I mean, this is in. the first time that an adult has stepped in when one of these fiascos is happening. (laughs) Like, I guess Desperada was one of them, but, like, literally it had to be, like, sirens and, like, all of the stuff in order for them to, like, come out. But there's been so many instances of sort of, like, people being in danger and, like, things happening and the adults are, like, nowhere to be found. Right, ever. Or if they're there, they're, like, encouraging the girls to do the bad thing. Yeah, like, yeah, awful, crazy things to themselves. And Dr. Erica, even showing up, I was, like, I liked when Dr. Erica showed up because of the reasons that you just described, but I was also, like, oh, of course, like, we're not going to have these characters solve anything by themselves. It's, like, one more cast member, like, in an already full kitchenette. Now we have someone speed skating into the kitchenette. Like, everyone's here. And Dr. Eric is like, what is going on? Yeah. And Shiraz Shiraz, uh, very helpfully summarizes. um, Girl, wake up. Scream like nutcase. About Lumiere and Tidatras. Go more wacko. Came here. Binge on Munchie. Yeah. Great, great summary. The TLDR as provided by (laughs) Shiraz. And... And then, this is my favorite part of the whole chapter. Oh my god. Sarpesa screams and locks herself in the refrigerator. Oh. 
And now they're all How looking. big is this refrigerator? I thought this was a kitchenette. Is this like a supermarket level, like giant? I don't know. I, I like to think that it's actually kind of tiny and they all have to watch Surface to like manage this for quite some time and then they wait until she was inside the kitchenette. There's a beat and then you just hear oh, <laughs> like screaming from inside the, the refrigerator. But they're all like, they all watch this happen. And of course, there's like the timing in, in Tyra's writing is very elastic. Like, mm. Nothing is happening at the same time. It all has to happen one thing after another. Mm-hmm. So, like, no one tries to stop her. They wait for her to get inside the refrigerator. And then someone's like, How, what are we going to do? How are we going to help her? Yeah, and there's no there's no people moving at the same time. And if they are, it's just to observe the, like, right. mean action that's right. happening. It sort of feels like a like a Sunday comic that like, we're looking at right. things in panels. Like, even with the last chapter and the monster, like, you don't know what anybody else is doing in that moment. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Even in the last chapter, I noticed. I noticed. I noted this in my in my notes. Um, the monster eats a whole person and is halfway through another person, and then like looks at, you know, when it finally looks at Miracle, that's when everyone screams. Yeah, which implies that no one's been. Everyone's been sort of dead quiet, just sort of watching this until suddenly the camera's on them, and then everyone screams. Like, if someone actually like did a true like a true interpretation of this on film it would be be, yeah it would be like completely wackadoo like just just comedy basically yeah well after that we refer this we're gonna try to get inside of the refrigerator in the kitchen oh my god but (laughs) what happens so so like dr erica this felt very coarse but basically as her pace is having these flashbacks dr erica says something along lines of like Huh, the patient appears to be having flashbacks about their past. Does anybody know this person from home? How would she know that? How would she know she's having flashbacks if she doesn't even know her name? Like, how would she know? She doesn't, but it's clear that Tyra basically needed this moment so she concocted a reason for Toki to, like, step forward and be like, look noble. I know her. Yeah, I know her from home. It's, it's actually kind of stupid because, like, everyone's, like... So, Dr. Erica's, like, did something terrible happen to her? So, the way that I interpreted that was, like, she's trying to figure out if something bad happened to her so yeah. she can figure out a way to help her, yeah. right? Because she's a doctor. And Piper's, like, to Tookie, like, don't you know her? And Tookie right. is saying, like, she knows, basically. Like, in her mind, she's thinking about how she knows her exposing Zarpeza for being like poor which oh my god worst um we're saying <laughs> what if, um, what if said? it would sort of like make her a target yeah. right but like this can very easily be solved by Toki saying dr erica can i talk to you in private for a moment right because the reason why once again everybody was brought out from their rooms and all of this had to happen in front of everybody which makes no sense really is so that Tyra could have the moment of, I don't want to betray Zarpiza in front of everyone, even though Zarpiza's been such a bitch to me. It's like, I'm a good person. It is so crazy to me that Tyra thought this was a good idea because, right, like you're exactly right. The calculus in Tyra's mind is that Toki, she even says, like, you know, you, you must have empathy even for people who are nasty to you because, like, they're hurting so much more. And even though Zarpiza is outright evil to me, like, you know, now would be the time to, to reveal the secret about her, but I'm not going to do it. But, but this is taking place during a medical crisis, and it's the equivalent of, like, someone having an allergic reaction and the doctor being like, does anybody know what they're allergic to? And the person who, like, knows being like, 
nothing. I can't tell you. Yeah. Like, it's actually not helpful at all. It's, it's actually not. further sabotages our face to, like, not step in and find a way to be like, hey, Dr. Erica, like, yeah, she's got some shit in her past. Like, why don't we clear people out? Like, it... Why wouldn't Dr. Erica do that in the first place? Like, tell everybody, right. go back to your rooms right now. Go back right to your now. rooms. Like, Toki, stay with me. We're going to help her. And that would be a great moment if Toki was like, okay, I know this about her, but I didn't want to reveal it in front of everybody. And you, you can't tell anybody. It's, like, yeah, really Yeah, it's a big secret. It's really important that, like, she mm-hmm. doesn't know this. And... No, but instead what happens is Toki's giving this moment to, like, expose her. Everyone goes quiet, including Zarpesa, inside the refrigerator to Just listen to Toki's response. So stupid. And Toki... So Toki says, Toki lowered her eyes and shrugged. I know nothing about her, she said in a low voice, nothing at all. It, and the like, chapter ends. That's yeah. the end of the chapter. I, I was so disgusted. And, like, so one of the things that she says... um, like when she's trying to rationalize whether or not she should tell Dr. Erica is um in the end exposing their paces lies wasn't something a leader would do. Yeah. And it's like exposing her lies, like even in talking about this literal kid being ashamed of being poor, you are framing her as a villain. Yeah. Like she's having a medical like nervous breakdown and you're like you know like that... the levels of sort of like misogyny and sort of like elitism and like all of this like fucking shit that's going on with Tyra right now as she writes these lines and like tries to villainize somebody for literally being poor and not wanting anybody to know about it yeah and like you know there's something so violating about the way that this was also wrested out of Zarpesa because clearly Zarpesa is having a very fraught moment mentally and also it's in her dreams so she's in the you know from her point of view she's in the seclusion of her own mind like wrestling with these demons but it's happening in front of a bunch of different people so she's being exposed in this kind of violent way and then Toki is rewarding herself for not furthering the exposure but also effectively not helping end like the moment either the chapter ends we don't know what happens to Zarpesa like she stays in the refrigerator yeah. we haven't read past this part yet mm-hmm. but like but like that's that's the end of the chapter and yeah. Toki has patted herself on the back for being a leader Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> God. okay disgusting disgusting all right rose and thorn okay so my rose is definitely going to be the um pond monster i love him <laughs> I didn't see this coming i would like fan art of the pond monster oh we have some artists in discord yeah someone love... someone please yeah if you need um, the descriptions let us know we'll post them i'm just obsessed with him i think he's like an interesting fun monster i love anything that's like water lake related like that feature, and, feature. Yeah, yeah um so i really like that i love the idea of like Killing a human and keeping their arms to play the instruments That's in your head. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, my thorn is going to be the whole Tookie not, quote unquote, not exposing Zarpeza's lies mm-hmm. and how contrived that entire thing was to make her look like a hero. Mm-hmm. And it just fell flat on its face. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Um, not even a one. No. 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 I think that... You know, when I first read this, I liked, and it was going to be my rose, I liked that Tookie withheld, like, basically this moment uh, of information about Zarpesa. Because I liked that finally we sort of have Tookie 
looking at what it actually means to be a leader and mm. understanding that you've got to be the bigger person. And okay. so I do, I did like that this lesson was like, there was a, there was a jab at like kind of teaching that lesson. Mm-hmm. But the more we're talking about it, the more it's actually turned, it's like this rose is like rotted apart and it's yeah. turned just like a bushel of thorns. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it's for all the wrong reasons. And also, you know, just realizing the chapter ends without Zarpesa actually getting any help and Toki like basically going back to bed and being like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a leader for like leaving this girl literally locked in a refrigerator. I'm, I'm just feeling so self important. So self satisfied about mm-hmm. it. That's turned into my thorn. And you know what? You've also convinced me that the rose of this. Is the pod monster. Yeah, it is. It was a cool creature design. It takes all the things that I think Tyra does well, which is like kooky surrealism. I think that, 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 like I said, was what was promised of Model Land. Yeah, right. I wish it happened at Model Land, mm-hmm. but it's not. This is, this is actually specifically on the outside of Model yeah, Land. Yeah, very specifically. But yeah, I mean, two absolutely useless chapters is probably my real thorn yeah. about this. Like, we've got nowhere. We're just laughing at people and getting eaten by, by pond monsters. Yeah. I think at some point, uh, Creamy's chapter will lead to something important, I guess, but... We, because we don't know what the mission is, everything is sort of like teased out yeah. in this way that's like super not satisfying. And we're, so we're on, we're ending on page 404 and we've got, I mean, we've got a hundred or so pages left and I still am not really quite sure what the plot is of Model Land. Like I know, if I had to describe it, it's about Tuki, she's at Model Land, but she wants to leave Model Land. But, like, the overarching, like, we should kind of know a lot more now about, like, what Model Land's actually doing, like, the nefarious things beneath it. Like, Yeah, we don't. I'm waiting for these pieces to sort of click together. In every chapter, that's just some weird vignette, which is most of the chapters. I get frustrated because I'm like, this was another chance. Like, you could do these vignettes, but give us a little bit more information about how they hook into sort of the larger body of a plot. And it would slowly come together in kind of, like, you know, a, a diversity of pieces. yeah. But I don't feel these things clicking together at me, all. Me either. I think that it, 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 nothing really is making sense to me right <laughs> now. Um, I feel like they hold back a lot of character motivation. Yeah. in, And it's supposed to be like a reveal. But like everything can't be a reveal. Like I feel like Tyra treats every bit of plot and like yeah. information like a reveal. And it's like we... we it, we she's become come so dependent on that that we've sort of like not found anything out really yeah, I don't, yeah. and i don't know if we ever will <laughs> I, i'm starting to give up hope because the book is it's almost nearly ended. done it's nearly done and like and i just you know i i've never seen tyra really cover enough ground plot wise in a single chapter to think that she'll be able to actually like link these things you know what actually it's going to happen there's going to be a lot of villain monologues we're going to get a ton of monologuing. Yeah. And it's going to be like, you missed this, this, and this clue. And like the smorgasbord of like, I spy that is this book. I'm still waiting to see who Tookie's real dad is. <laughs> are we going to find out? These Where's Wingtip? These and more questions are upcoming this season of Bad Author Book Club. So if you are asking these questions, find us on Discord. You can find the Discord link in our show notes. Yes. We love chatting with y'all after each chapter. We love the art that people are posting. We love the jokes. We can't wait to chat with you about these two new chapters. And make sure to leave us a review. Make sure to promote the the podcast. And uh, the best place to do that is 
Apple, but really you can review and like, you know, upvote us wherever you listen to your own podcast. Yes. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Bad Author Pod. We're at Bad Author Book Club on Instagram. Our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. And our anchor site is anchor.fm slash badauthorbookclub. If you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And if you want to follow me, Ryan, I'm the Ryan LaSala on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter as well. Please remember to go pick up your copy of Witchlings. Please remember to go pre-order the honeys. And we love you, Hawk Queens. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Don't get eaten by a pond monster. Don't. (laughs)